You're listening to Rhema for Today. See, so it's important when we make confessions, when we make statements, it is important those statements be in line with God's Word so God can meet them. Because we cause confusion if we don't. You see, I want you to notice something. In 2 Chronicles 32 and 8, and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah. God delivered them. Acts chapter 27, verses 20 through 25. When the ship was going down, Apostle Paul stood on the deck of that ship and he told those people, he said, he said, they want, there shall be no loss of any man's life. I believe that God, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me that there shall not be a hair fall from the head of any of you. And it happened. They believed it. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth Hagin wraps up his teaching, Faith That Works. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Today is the last day. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagin for today's message. You see, we need to be careful what comes out of our mouth. We need to be sure that we're saying stuff in line with God's Word. See, people get off in this confession bit until... They either won't make a confession or they get on the other side of the, of the road and they're afraid to open their mouth at all, period. Afraid they'll make a wrong confession when the truth of the matter is in the middle of the road. I wrote a little article one time called it, Which Ditch is the Worst Ditch? Being in the ditch on the right-hand side of the road or in the ditch on the left-hand side of the road. You know, you can't even open your mouth. You can't even make a, a little joking statement about somebody saying, Oh, I wouldn't confess that if I was you. I said, brother, I wasn't making a confession. I said, I simply just making a little gesture, a little friendly conversation. I said, do you know what a confession is? I said, a confession has to be something that you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. I said, I didn't believe it. I'm just making a little, little conversation. You see, people don't understand. They don't know what confession is. They don't know when they're making a confession of faith and when they're, when they're not. You see, some people say, somebody say, well, I tell you what, I need healing. A cold fashion itself on me. And somebody says, oh, I wouldn't make a confession. Well, why not? What you're saying is, I need healing because the facts are here. They're very evident that I have gotten a cold and now armed with the greater facts of God's Word, I go out to combat these facts that cannot be true according to God's Word and I command this thing to leave me in the name of Jesus. Now you're getting back to it. See, when these people spoke, things happened. Why? Because they had it all in line and had it all in order. And you see, what we do, we run out of here and we get a hodgepodge here and a hodgepodge there until we try to put it all together and we hear this one and hear that one and we never get the whole truth of counsel of God's Word. We never hear the whole thing. We're just getting this little bit here and this little bit there and we got a confused mess. Get the whole thing. Eat the whole thing. Then you won't be in trouble. Won't be like the guy on Alka-Seltzer. If I eat the whole thing, now I need something. Now, if you eat the whole thing, it'll bring you benefits, peace, happiness, joy. You see, with Paul and Peter and these men in the, in the New Testament, faith in God was a serious business. We got a lot of people running around the country now that faith, I mean, you know, 
You take their Cadillacs away from them and everything else and they, ain't gonna, they, they wouldn't even follow God. I didn't say I didn't believe in them. I said you take them away from them, they wouldn't follow God. I didn't say you had to give them up either. I didn't, I, I didn't say that at all. I'm just making a simple statement. That's the truth. I am not a Christian. I don't follow God. I don't preach. Just because I can drive a good car and, and, and God teaches that we can have a little bit of heaven to go to heaven in. That's not why I'm a Christian. I'm saved because I recognized that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus Christ. And I'm going to follow him whether I got anything or whether I don't. But thank God you can have because the word teaches it. But you see, people's got their priorities mixed up. They got their priorities mixed up. The reason they do things. I might as well get in a little more that's not in line with what I'm teaching on. I'll make a little side spur here, come off here, I'll go off on a little side track, come back in in a minute. But there's another little thought I want to get in on this while I'm getting. And that is this. There's a lot of people that pull their money out when the offering comes by or something and they give to get. They give to get. You give because the word teaches giving. It's the reason I give. The word teaches I give. I give because I see the need. In fact, there's a verse of scripture in the Bible that talks about that if you see a man and you have wherewithal to minister unto him and you don't minister unto him, you're in trouble. And ain't nothing says there about receiving nothing either. You know there are sometimes you should minister simply because you have the wherewithal to minister unto those that are in need and you don't minister to those that are in need so you can get something back? You minister in line with God's word. The good Samaritan that ministered to that boy, he didn't, you know, he didn't minister to him to get anything back. He ministered to him because he saw a need. And see, there is such a thing as ministering and giving because there's a need. But you also can give. Now, I didn't say that. But when you, I, I, I'm not saying that the Luke 6, 38 is not true, which says, give and it shall be given back to you. Well, I believe that. But I never give simply for that reason. Do you understand what I'm saying? Get it very clear in mind. I believe that part of the Bible. I believe all the Bible. But I never give just for that reason alone. Now, giving for that reason alone is what I'm saying gets people in trouble. Because you see, you're, not, you're, you're giving selfishly. And Jesus doesn't teach selfishness. And that's, that's the simple point I'm trying to get across. I'm not telling you not to give. I'm telling you not to give to get. Well, I know a guy give a car away. He said, I want me a new car, so I'm going to give this away. Last time I saw him, he's still walking. <laughs> you see, God has trouble honoring that kind of a gift. He wants to. But he has trouble honoring that kind of gift because it's done with selfish motives in mind. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? How many of you are getting it? And you see, that's caused a lot of people, that's caused a lot of confusion. And so when you start preaching the prosperity message, when you start preaching 
living a good life the way the Bible teaches it, everybody wants to get upset with you because they because a few of these people that have gone out here and done it with selfish motives in mind. I'll tell you something. You'll change your mind about giving sometimes and about being so selfish, about getting so much for yourself if you ever take some tours overseas and see those people over there. Man, I want to tell you what, I went over there and I saw, it did change me. I thank God for what I got. I, and I'm satisfied with what I got. And if God gives me more, I praise God for it. But I have, since I went over there and saw him, I have yet to think about getting more of this or more of that or more of the other. I think about what I can do to help them. I got so much more than they've ever thought about having. If I can just somehow get the word of God to them and begin to teach them. You see, changes your way of thinking is what I'm trying to say to you. But you see, what we confess and what we say has a profound effect on the people that are watching us. And if you make a bunch of confessions about, well, God's going to do this for me, and God's going to do that, and God's going to do the other, tell your neighbor and it don't happen, then you're going to have a hard time winning him to Christ. Because what does he want to serve your Christ for when he don't meet your needs and tell me do what you say that he was going to do, huh? How many of you want to serve somebody's God after, you, you, after he told you what all that God's going to do for you, for you and, it, and it didn't happen? How many of you want him, huh? Not very many. Is that right? Am I right? See, so it's important when we make confessions, when we make statements, it is important that those statements be in line with God's word so God can meet them. Because we cause confusion if we don't. You see, I want you to notice something. In 2 Chronicles 32 and 8, and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah. God delivered them. Acts chapter 27, verses 20 through 25. When the ship was going down, Apostle Paul stood on the decks of that ship and he told those people, he said, he said, they want, there shall be no loss of any man's life. I believe that God, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me that there shall not be a hair fall from the head of any of you. And it happened. They believed it. You see, how come down in Texas in this one community, Farming community, every time somebody got sick, they'd send, they'd go down there, go down to Mr. Flagler's house. And they'd run down to Mr. Flagler's farm, knock on the door, say, hey, come down here. Pray. This is back in the days, you know, the one doctors and everybody wasn't as available. Pray. They'd get healed. Somebody see somebody sick, say, hey, go down there and go, go down to Flagler's farm. He'll pray for you. Get healed. You see, the word, it went out in the community. When old man Flagler prays, his God hears and something happens. I don't mean that from a derogatory sort of standpoint, but he was an older gentleman and that's what the people said. But why? Why is it that in some communities... When there are problems and families need help, say, go, go down so-and-so's house. Why is it that in the charismatic community, when you have trouble, 
You pick up the phone and you call so-and-so. Because their words, what they say happens. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's very special offer. First in this offer is the mini book from Kenneth Hagan entitled The Past Tense of God's Word. Also, there is another mini book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled A Better Covenant. And last but not least, the three CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan, Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death. All this for $16.95. That's $7.95 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. Also, I don't know if you have Roku, but I have Roku, Denise. I don't have Roku. And it, Roku channel, um, and we've, we've had some enhancements and things like that, so it's brand new. So if you have Roku, we encourage you to go to the Roku channel, install the new Rama USA channel, and it'll be a blessing. You can, you can watch many different things there. Um, you know, and it, it'll, In fact, Winter Bible Seminar just got through um, just... You know, just a month or so ago, and you can watch all the Winter Bible Seminar there as, as well as other conferences um, there as well. Amen. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will start a new week of teaching from the Rama Archives. That's Monday here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We're looking forward to you being with us next week. Have a great weekend.